The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Koal Investment Group and its staff. Koal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic. Your host is Jeff Kowal. I'm Paul Cronforst. We are joined by Joe Still as well. This is going to be a really good show live on Mother's Day weekend. Jeff Kowal, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? We're doing good. Now, Joe is sitting right next to me in the WISN studio. Joe Still, welcome back. Good morning, Paul. Good, good to be back. It is indeed. It's it's good to have both of you on the show, Jeff. We got a busy show uh, here on WISN. It is live, so if you have retirement questions, use the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. They can call throughout the hour with any question. Seven nine nine eleven thirty. We have a lot to cover today. We've got the Boss Minute, Jeff. The sexy segment today. That's a good one too. You're going to stick around for that. Uh, Joe's got an article he wants to address to start with. But the sexy segment is going to talk about feeling guilty about inheriting some money. So that's a good one to stick around for. I have a retirement quote from my – I might be the biggest Jerry Seinfeld fan there is. but <laughs> You are. <laughs> I, I cleared it with Jeff before, and I'm going to sneak that in uh, the show today at some point as well because he turned 60 this year, Jerry Seinfeld. That's hard to believe. Uh, but he is 60, and he talks about retirement, and it's – Typical Seinfeld. It's funny, uh, but he makes a good point as well. Uh, also, we you mentioned the sexy segment, Jeff. It's a regular feature about wealth management and preservation, and it goes to the heart of what your retirement clinic is about. You may achieve wealth. You may get to a certain point, and with the markets lately, we're kind of ex- experienced some of this. If you want to preserve that wealth, Jeff. Yep. Uh, and that's what the, the show is for everybody. That segment is for those who have a million dollars or more. Once you've accumulated some wealth, how do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs? So that's what that segment is about. Monday through Friday, we do the business reports on uh, WISN, uh, 3 o'clock news block, 5 o'clock news block, and the Mark Belling late afternoon show. Joe and others uh, do the do a great job on the reports. We give you one minute on what's going on in the market that day, what's driving the markets up or down lately. Uh, is it corporate earnings? Is it another group by the government? What's driving the market up or down that particular day? We wrap it, we, we try to give you an idea of so what? How does that apply to your life and to your planning? Then we wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, and tech-heavy NASDAQ all in one minute, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks on WISN. And then, of course, this Saturday, uh, every Saturday, Jeff, uh, kind of the icing on the cake. We get a full hour to talk about retirement and answer questions if people have them. Joe's got a great way to start the show, and it's um, I haven't seen the list yet. 31 surprising facts that you didn't know about retirement. I don't know if we're going to get to them all, Joe. Oh, we're definitely not going to get to them all. But I went obviously went through it and highlighted some of those that I thought were uh, interesting and fun to, to talk about, and then I also found a few that were a little more on the informative side. So I thought it was a really good list of, of things that, uh, you know, 
are interesting that you didn't realize about retirement. Yeah, we're going to start the show with this list. It's it's going to be interesting. I'm going to sneak in my Seinfeld quote, and then we're here to answer questions. So the lines, again, are open at WISN. Jeff Kowal, his website, by the way, I should mention this, thekowalway.com for the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, thekowalway.com. And throughout the show, we'll talk about the various locations and give out the office phone number. But... The show is now yours. The floor belongs to you, Joel Still. Thank you. And this is an article by uh, Michael Keenan. Uh, he's a longtime um, financial reporter uh, off the internet. And uh, 31 surprising facts about retiring you probably didn't know. Um, and he starts off by saying it's never too early to start thinking about how you want to spend your time and your money in retirement. No matter if you're hoping to retire as early as possible or plan to work until you can't, having a plan for how you want to spend your senior years turns dreams into reality. So I think, you know, that's the key here is having a plan. Uh, and, and that's obviously what we do. Um, if you don't have a plan uh, financially, if you don't have a plan for what you're going to do, you know, socially and and um, how you're going to, you know, um, fill your time in retirement, those are some of the things that you want to really, you know, put a pen to paper and start, you know, thinking about if you're, if you're close to retirement. Um, and obviously if you have, you need some help, give us a call 262-522-4040 and we'll help you with that. But, you know, Jeff would, I think, uh, agree to this. We, we talk to our clients, not only about the financial aspect of retirement, but a lot about how are you going to fill your time? And, um, and so that's one of the keys that I pulled out of this article was, you know, having a plan is a key to having a successful See, retirement. Usually talk about a retirement plan. You're talking about, you know, what stocks you're in, what, what's your portfolio look like. You mean a life plan. Right. And Jeff, you would agree with that too. You, you've got to, you've got to have something to stay active. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of our clients, we find that the ones that are most prepared and happy in retirement are those that have given some thought to that. The psychological aspect of retiring and actually walking away from work and having work optional, not necessarily retiring, but to have it as an option as to whether you want to work or not. So have a plan. I know keep busy. My friends that have recently retired, Joe, will say the same thing. Boy, am I glad that I have this to do, yeah. you know, or that to yeah. do. Sometimes it's volunteering. So speaking of what to do in retirement, so I'll start off with uh, a fun fact that I thought was pretty interesting, and that is seniors like movies. So people ages 50 and older make up almost one-third of all trips uh, to the movies in the United States, seeing an average of 6.8 movies per year. But 70% of the time, they go before 7 p.m. <laughs> and as you get older, uh, they tend to see more. According to ARP, um, people ages 65 and older see 7.3 movies per year. Um, so obviously seniors like to go to the movies. We're talking going to the, going theater, to the theater, not a home theater on the flat screen. Yeah, think about the last movie you went to see in the theater. Oh, two years, I think. Yeah. I'm sure. Be probably before COVID. I can't remember the last time I was in a theater. Yeah. Spencer went Thursday. All right. So the younger guys are going and the older people are going. <laughs> I, I always laugh at myself because anytime I go to the movies now, I, I consider myself 
uh, old because I fall asleep every time, especially with the new <laughs> seats in the movie theater. Oh, are you, you kidding you me? Recline. Those recliners that they got? People bring their own blankets in and things. It's, it's... Uh, can I just add one more factor? <laughs> sure. You cannot drink at movies. <laughs> You can have yes. a bourbon and yes. watch a movie. Yeah. There's no way I'd make it through a no. two-hour movie. No. So it's movie optional. <laughs> movie yeah. for the most part. But she mentioned that the people that are retired, my mom goes to a lot of movies. Yeah. My mom's in her 80s. She yeah. loves movies. Yeah. And that makes you know sense. It, it's funny. You know, older generations, in, in my generation, I mean, I we used to go to the movies all the time as kids. You know, that Almost was every weekend. I don't. My kids never asked to go to the movies. Because big screens look so good. Yeah. There's gaming. We didn't have yeah. that. Right, right. Okay. What's all right, next so on the list? The next one is um, Social Security won't cover all your expenses. Um, and we've talked about this in, in previous shows many times, but you know, the, the key in having that plan, um, and it's even more important than your returns, is saving as much as you possibly can throughout your working years. So as Jeff said, you have some options um, to, to not work at, at some point in your life, hopefully in your mid to late 60s. Um, so Social Security isn't designed to be your only source of income during your golden years. According to the Social Security Administration, Social Security benefits are only intended to replace about 40% of your income when you, are, uh, when you were working. So if you think about that, you know, if you're, if you're relying purely on Social Security to um, be 100% of your income, that's probably a bad plan. Um, so save, save, save as much as possible right now, especially when you get into those later years uh, of your working years. Um, you know, when you, your kids are gone, you, you have the ability to save some more money, start stocking more money away. Absolutely. Man, as much as you can and start the earlier, the better. Right. Exactly. Um, so another one, this is more of a, an interesting one. Um, take a guess at what state has the second highest proportion of seniors. You could guess what the first state that has the highest proportion. Oh, that's of easy. Florida. Right. Of course. But what is the second state? I will say Arizona. Okay. Jeff, you have any guesses? Texas. Okay. Uh, no, it's actually Pennsylvania. What? Ooh, yeah. So given its reputation, it's no surprise that Florida has the largest uh, percentage of its population as senior citizens at 17.3%, according to the most recent uh, 2010 census. However, the next two might surprise you. Pennsylvania at 15.4%. Retire, move to Pittsburgh? Nobody says that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then the, the next, the third one, the third state is West Virginia at 16%. See, that I get. A little warmer, a little yeah. south. Yeah. If I re, if I move anywhere in retirement, there's not going to be snow involved. Right, it, Jeff. As far as Arizona, you spend some time in Arizona. In fact, you've got a Phoenix office for the yep. Cowell Investment Group. I, I would have guessed that would have been up there with Florida. Although the, the tax climate here isn't in Arizona is not the greatest, so there's no real advantage for people to dump their Wisconsin um, residency to file taxes in Arizona because there's no benefit. There's no tax benefit, really. Yeah. The, warm, the warm weather is nice, that's for sure. But from a tax standpoint, retiring here, um, you, know, you, you may see more of that as there's an ex exodus from uh, California to Arizona, so you might see more retirees coming here. Although they, the, the one thing California does, I think, is freeze their property taxes for seniors. So that would be a reason for them to stay there. Everybody else is leaving California, but... 
Yeah, the taxes must play. That's got to be a factor. Florida, I mean, everybody knows why. Right. Rush Limbaugh moved there. Tiger Woods, they all say, well, because of the tax climate. Right. right. Uh, is Nevada one of those states that has no income tax, too? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, so yeah. that might, I wouldn't mind living there either. Right. Uh, let's get one more in, Joe. We've got some callers to get to as okay. well. Great. These are surprising facts. It's a long list, but we kind of picked out, well, we didn't. Joe picked out. Some sur- surprising things that you may not think about when you retire. Yeah. Uh, this one, I think, is um, understandable. The who matters more than the what. And when asked which was more important, uh, the leisure activity that they were doing or the people they were doing it with, over 60% of respondents in a Merrill Lynch study said who they were doing it with mattered more than the things that they were doing in retirement. Which I think is, you know, is understandable. You can, you know, it's, it, it, you want to surround yourself in retirement with those people that you enjoy um, doing things with and spending time with. The older you get, the less, at least this is my experience in life, the less of a filter you have. In other words, I don't have time for that crap kind of attitude. Right. Uh, I've noticed that. It, do what you want. You've earned it. It's right. your retirement. Right. 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 Uh, in fact, that Jerry Seinfeld quote is is going to be coming up and it deals with that very topic. Can we sneak in a call or two real quickly here? Sure. Some people called right at the top of the hour at the beginning of the show and uh, we'll sneak them in as quick as we can and then we're going to get back to that list. Jeff Kowal is your host, of course, for the Retirement Clinic and Joe Still is on the program today from the Kowal Investment Group. This is Jim and Franklin. Good morning, Jim. Breaking up a little, Jim. Can we hear you? Let's try again. Nope, can't hear you. Hey, Spencer, I'll put him on hold. We'll go to the next caller, and we'll see if we can get his cell phone. It's just a cell thing. I can tell by the sound. Chuck is from West Dallas. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I have an opportunity to invest in uh, Bitcoin, and I was just wondering uh, if I need to go through my investment counselor to do this, what the tax ramifications are. I hear there's a lot of uh, return on these Bitcoin, and I just want to have your opinion and see what you think. <laughs> uh, okay, I, get, I, get, I guess sure. I get to take it. Yep, you got um, it, Jeff. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I own some of it. It's harder for us. There are some restrictions on advisors as to uh, how you can buy Bitcoin and uh, I've I've got mine through an ETF. It's very volatile. If if you want to buy Bitcoin, and I don't know if you're doing it through a retirement plan. If you're if you're buying it through a retirement plan, it's taxed just as anything else. When the money when you end up liquidating it and having to take income from it, it's taxed as ordinary income. Um, if uh, uh, if you uh, buy it outside of that, if there's an appreciation, uh, most likely going to be a capital gains tax rates. It's a risky investment at this point. Um, some people think that it's not the, generally the older crowd thinks that it's not going to be um, viable and good until governments get involved and have some sort of um, uh, control over it. The younger generations which I tend to agree with, um, that's the exact reason why you get into Bitcoin is because there are no regulations. It's harder to track. Uh, there's more privacy and less control by the government. Everybody's different. It's a very volatile thing. Be careful when you do it. And I wouldn't put sink a whole lot of money into it, but I think it's worth it to, to invest some money in it. 
And it's so new that, you know, a lot of, for most of us, uh, casual investors, we don't know much about it. It's not going away, Joe. No, no. Yeah. And as Jeff said, I would agree with him. You know, you just have to know what you're buying and and how it fits within your portfolio and your investment strategy. And um, just know that Bitcoin right now is, as Jeff said, very volatile and it could go to zero. I'm not saying it is. but uh, you want to keep that in mind, and, and I wouldn't have it as a major part of your portfolio right now, especially your retirement savings. Mm, that's you know, that, a good point. That could that could kill your your plans for retirement. Yeah. If you if you get too risky, is there such, is put this, too much into one asset class? Yeah. Irresponsible to say it's play money. Is that wrong, Joe? You know, maybe no, I, five, I, ten, whatever yeah, I wouldn't you, say, you can afford. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was wrong um, to say that. You know. It, it's it's a very risky investment right now. It's it's speculation yeah. that you're doing, um, and yet you hear about it all the time, right? Your news, yeah. your friends, coworkers. Um, we got more callers coming up, but I I don't want to short your list because you've got a lot of good stuff. Uh, Thirty one reasons that may surprise you in retirement. Yeah. Uh, so the next one I wanted to uh, point out, um, you might not know this: the IRS offers free tax help for seniors. Let me say that again. Uh, Paul's favorite four-letter word, which is free, right? <laughs> if it's free, it's for me. <laughs> so, so you probably wouldn't uh, look forward to doing your taxes in retirement any more than when you were younger, but the IRS has a special program, Tax Consulting for the Elderly, to provide free tax assistance to people ages 60 and older. Uh, you can get answers to questions, and some programs can even prepare your return for you. So if you're if you're wondering about that, just go to the irs.gov website and do a search for it. You can find all the information on that. And uh, and there's obviously organizations and consultants that work with the IRS to provide these services to uh, individuals 60 and older. So that did surprise me. <laughs> I'd never heard I of had, that. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that either. I knew you could get help if, uh, through certain organizations, but I didn't realize it was... Um, you know, basically endorsed by the IRS. Let's sneak one more in, Joe. Sure. Um, this is a great one. And Jeff, you'll, uh, I think, agree um, on this one. Um, grandchildren are the favorites. When it comes <laughs> to leisure experiences, retirees prefer spending time with grandchildren over their children. <laughs> a Merrill Lynch yep. Uh, survey uh, asked respondents whether leisure experiences with their children or grandchildren are more enjoyable, and 60%, 60% of respondents picked grandchildren, which... Well, Jeff just said it. Yep. <laughs> I, well, I agree wholeheartedly. You love your kids, but you really love your grandkids. Yeah, If you could bypass the kids to get to the grandkids, put me in, coach. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and I get that. I don't have grandkids yet, but, you know, my oldest is 26 years old and she's married and maybe that's in my future. I, I would be incredibly excited if I got that news that I would be a grandfather. You can spoil them when they cry and they're, yeah, I don't want to deal with this. Just hand them back over. Yeah, my I'll I'll use my parents as an example. They bought uh, a condo in Brookfield to be closer to all of my family. All my family is from Michigan, but we all moved over to Wisconsin and Illinois. And uh, this basketball season, they watched seventy-one basketball games. Wow, <laughs> seventy-one that they went to that they went to and watched in person. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, it it is cool. And and Jeff, you're a grandfather. You've got uh, wonderful grandchildren. You spend lots of time with them. 
Absolutely, and sometimes you forget to say hi to the parents as you walk in because you go right to the grand, go right to the grandkids, which is all good. We love them all. So, but mom and dad like that too—a break time, right? Yep. You drop them off with the grandparents, spend a night, or whatever the case is. Even if it's you're doing things together, um, I think it's good for mom and dad. It's healthy. Yeah. Yeah, so and, of your list, Joe, that's probably the least surprising one. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. Okay, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the Jerry Seinfeld quote. I'll let you stew on that. And then we're going to come back, and we've got more with Jeff Kowal, Joe Still. TheKowalWay.com is the website. So as a big Seinfeld fan, I I still watch it, by the way. I, I've seen every one. And I, you know, we DVR them, so they're on the, the library, and I can watch them anytime. Here's his quote, Jerry Seinfeld. I turned 60 this year, and people around that age make a bucket list. I made a bucket list. Then I turned the B to an F, and I was done with it. I I don't have to spell that out. People get what I'm talking about. (laughs) If you want to kite surf down the Amazon, go ahead. I'm going to crack open a beer and watch a ball game. When I think of retirement, all I would think of is going to a baseball game every day. In other words, Jerry Seinfeld, he's a big Mets fan, if you didn't know. Mets are with the Brewers. They're tied for the best record in Major League Baseball. I think the Brewers have 19 wins after their game. Anyway, he's a huge Mets fan. It played into the sitcom. He just wants to go crack open a beer and watch a game. It's you do you, right? It's whatever you want to do, Jeff. Never liked the idea of a bucket list uh, because it's, a th- it's supposedly the things you do before you die. And what happened with us, we made a list of things we wanted to do and we just keep adding to it because we go to one place, there are three more things we want to do. So it's an unending list. I like that uh, that approach to it. Not the things you do before you die, but just the things that are yet to do in life. I never thought of it until I saw the quote. And Jeff and I were just communicating yesterday, texting back and forth about it, about a bucket list actually being a, a bad thing or a negative thing. Putting too much pressure. Oh, I, I've I've got to go to you know a, whatever a cruise to the Caribbean. I've never done or something like that. So I've got to do it before I die. That is a lot of pressure, Jeff. Right? Well, who wants to think of it in those terms too? I'd rather think about things I'm doing while I'm still alive, not waiting to die and to say these are things. These are lists. Again, you just keep adding to the list because there are so many wonderful things to do. And I think you know what Joe mentioned. Uh, going to seven points, that's a reason I will never retire. I couldn't sit through 7.3 movies a year. I burst into flames. It would just, I just, I just couldn't. I, don't you know, make me go to a movie, please. You know, I, that is, that is so funny you mentioned that, Jeff. My, I said oh, my mom likes movies and going to like plays and theater, and she still does that all the time. My dad could not stand it. He, he can't sit through one. He is too hyper. Get up and walk around. Uh, everybody's different. I'd be like Joe. I'd be three minutes into it. I'd be snoring. Be putting a pillow over me. Right. Who's the old guy in the recliner up front? <laughs> Got the tumbler of bourbon next to him and a blanket on him. Right. Uh, uh, that's the way to watch it in the movie theater. Yep. It is. Yeah. I would be. I'd be right there with you, Jeff. I wouldn't make it either. Let's take a break. We'll come right back. Ten thirty. Beautiful Mother's Day weekend on WISN. You are listening to the Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists.
Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. An emergency fund may not be something you would typically associate with a business, but having a safety net for your company could help save you and your business from difficulties caused by life's unexpected turns. Building an emergency fund can be easier said than done, but the reward of security is well worth the tightened financial leash. There are a number of ways to start putting money away for your company. For instance, did your business receive a tax refund this year? Instead of spending it, make it the first installment in your company's emergency fund. Make use of technology when you can. While a business trip to New Orleans may be fun with a side of work, is it really necessary? Cut back on business trips that are not essential and put the money you save into your company's emergency fund. Make the fund a part of your business plan. Include plans and objectives for the emergency fund, such as percentage of profits that should be contributed to the fund and setting a minimum balance for that account. Be sure to keep the emergency funds separate from your company's normal business account. Keeping all of your funds in the same place can be too tempting when it comes to the urge to spend. While you don't want to lock your emergency fund away, you should consider putting the fund somewhere it can gain interest. Do your homework and look around for instant access savings accounts offering higher levels of interest. And don't forget to work with your financial advisor. During your next meeting, bring up the subject of emergency funds and let your advisor offer advice and support on how to structure your fund savings. If you need assistance starting an emergency fund for your business or any other business questions, give our office a call at 262-522-4040 or visit us at thekowalway.com. That's Aaron Kowal, today's Boss Minute. Jeff Kowal is your host. Welcome back. Joe still joins us from the Cowell Investment Group as well, and we are live on WISN. Uh, Jeff, we do that segment for business owners every week. That's right. Aaron mentioned uh, emergency fund and cash reserves. A friend of mine, Art from Florida, sent me an article this morning about worried about recession. There are so many articles out there about recession now, and one of the things is make sure you have cash reserves, make sure you have emergency fund, make sure you're diversified, make sure you don't bail on bonds, all those types of things, they apply to individuals, they apply to businesses as well. Make sure you have that emergency fund. So, Jeff, we have a lot of time left in the program. Joe's got more items on his list, things that surprise you in retirement. <laughs> I got my Seinfeld quote, and I'm happy, but you have some things you got to get to today, too. Yeah, there is a Barron's article that I thought was just so timely with the recent drop in the markets. Um, you know, can, can people continue to spend in retirement? And it's uh, it says reluctant to spend in retirement. Here are some tips to tame your frugal feelings. Uh, Ned and Sue Price saved, this is a Barron's article again, saved diligently their whole life. Uh, but the Jacksonville, Florida couple still has worries of running out of money in retirement, especially since, since a health scare in 2007 led Ned to close his law practice. It turns out that he had, he was making less money. Now he's 69. Wife is, it took years to rid himself for the guilt of spending. So now they're in retirement. And they say there are many unknowns when it comes to spending in retirement, from longevity and health care costs to market returns affecting portfolios. I've got something at the end of this that I think is pretty profound because it talks about the withdrawal rate. That if you're if if there are retirees out there that are taking money from their retirement plans, I want to talk to you about that at the end of this article. But there are many unknowns. First of all, as Joe mentioned earlier, there are ways to alleviate these worries. One is picturing your retirement, uh, spending decades working, finding a purpose in work, 
a lot of times spenders in retirement uh, don't picture their ideal day in retirement and don't picture ways uh, that'll you know ease the psychological transition into retirement. Um, what we do is, and Joe is especially good at this, we do cash flow projections. So we do spreadsheets to show our clients how different levels of spending uh, it can affect our portfolios and annually. We project it out over life expectancy and beyond because we say, what if you do, in fact, live to age 100? And people are living that long now. So we project it out to age 100. We've got clients that say, you know, I'm not going to make it pay past 85. Let's do it to 85. I've got some that say, I'm not going to make it past 75 because nobody's in my family made it that long. Okay. But the thing is that we take a look at that, that you're spending in retirement. We take a look at managing your money in retirement, how long your money is going to last. And then we take a look at a bad timing scenario, which is what we're in right now. What happens if you take if right if you retired at the beginning of the year? Now the market has dropped, and you're saying I can't spend money now. Uh, but it, there's an again Thornburg management encourages frugal retirees to earmark a certain amount of money as discretionary spending, whether it's on an annual, quarterly, or monthly basis. Retirees could create a separate account to actually see it as spending money. The way we approach it, again, is that it's our client's money. It's not ours. So we respect that. We take, we, the best plans that we have are those that take regular income, and then if they need periodic withdrawal because their cash is running low, they want to travel, they want to give money to the grandkids' educations, whatever it happens to be, it's their money, but we help them manage it in retirement. And again, the cash flow and the projections that we do are really helpful. You know, Jeff, you this mentioned is- some of those people say, well, nobody in my family lives beyond 80 or whatever it is. And the fact is, in the back of your mind, you none of us know that that date when we expire, right? That's right. That's not our call. (laughs) Um, But you have to prepare for the fact that you might live beyond that day that you have in mind. With medical advances and people eating healthier and that, um, you know, it's very likely you could blow through life expectancy. Um, I want to give this key because, um, again, when you look at withdrawal rates, I want to use this as an example. Let's say you had a $2 million portfolio at the beginning of the year. And you were taking out eighty thousand dollars a year of income from it, so that's a, what a, that is a four percent withdrawal rate. Markets are the the S and P five hundred down about fifteen percent. The Nasdaq is down twenty two percent. Bonds are down ten percent. Let's say your portfolio dropped fifteen percent this year, so your two million dollar portfolio up to one point seven million. If you're still taking out eighty thousand dollars a year that still is a 4.7% withdrawal rate, still under 5%. You gotta, I think we have to be careful not to panic and say, I got to change my lifestyle because the market's dropped so much, I'm losing money. You relax, take a step back, take a longer term view and recognize, and again, if you're taking income from your portfolios, calculate what that is. If you're still under 5%, maybe under 5.5%, chances are you're still in pretty good shape. Yeah, I'm. you mentioned something, Jeff, and it kind of, everybody kind of talks about this, you know, the have you looked at your 401k balance and have you looked at the stock market? It's down again 900 points t- today and whatever it is. 
you got to kind of take a step back, Joe, and not panic and look at the big picture. I remember over a little over two years ago when COVID hit, we went way down, and I, I told Jeff on the show, I, I was panicking, Jeff. Right. Yep. You talked yeah. me off the ledge. You said, just wait. <laughs> just wait. You're not retiring tomorrow. Don't worry. Yep. And, and one of the things that I've said to a lot of clients, you know, is ask them the question, you know, I know you're emotional. I'm emotional, too, looking at the balance. When's the last time you made a great decision when you were very emotional? Never. Never. You know, keep the long term. Yeah, keep the long term outlook in place. We we took a lot of clients back to that retirement cash flow analysis uh, where we stress test it by uh, showing them a 2008 type of event happening those first few years of retirement. We've already planned for this. Not that it's going to happen. You can tell Joe's a, a like a father and a, and a husband. That was a great comment you made. Yeah. When was the last time you made a great decision when you were emotional? Yeah. It knee-jerk emotions. That's human nature. We respond to that's, right. That's right. It, it's also really great when you tell your wife, settle down. You don't be so emotional. That always works, too. <laughs> we, no, we didn't say that for the record. Yeah. Do not tell your wife to relax. God, you're do not <laughs> tell your wife to relax. I'll say it again one more time. Do not tell your wife to relax. <laughs> oh, man. Other than that great advice. Uh, you're exactly yes. right. But you but know... Our, Oh, I'm sorry. No, part of it, Jeff, is that it's coming at us from all angles. It's on our phone. It's on the big screen in front of me. I'm I'm seeing the Dow numbers all the time. And, and even as little as 10, 15 years ago, that wasn't the case. And and get and, and the the other thing, what what comes across your phone? All the negative. Bad. Negative, 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 because they want to capture your attention. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. You know what? It's always breaking news. Have you noticed that? Yep. I'm looking at Fox right now. It's been breaking news all day. How can that, I mean, right. by definition, if it's always breaking news, it's not breaking news. Yeah. I think we overreact to a lot of things, Jeff, and I guess that's my point. If it bleeds, it leads. I love that. That's true. But our t- yeah, our team has developed and refined a process that puts all the pieces of the retirement plan puzzle together. We look at the investment part of it, the uh, the longevity, the cash flow projections, long term care taxes, um, uh, wills and trusts, all those things. And and you look at it, it was Joe was talking about. You look at the big picture. You look at all those things together, and don't make an emotional decision. Don't make a long term decision based on short term emotions. I think, Jeff, we got a break because the sexy segment, we got to save time for that. You're not saying to ignore things, though. No, um, absolutely not. Uh, it doesn't mean that you don't reallocate if you have to, Joe. Right. And take a look at, at your retirement plan. Yeah, and that's something we help our clients do every day. The key is having a plan, um, staying invested, and sticking to that investment strategy, especially during these volatile times. Ooh, Neil Diamond. Just out of nowhere. We're going to take a break. Who, who picked the buffer music today? Joe? I, Joe I, I did pick Neil Diamond. I heard it on the way here on the uh, on the Redefined Realty show, and I got inspired. Can never America. go wrong. Love that. Oh, love I love that, that song. Uh, Neil Diamond just can't go wrong. Okay, we'll take a break. The sexy segment. Jeff Kowal's got that with Joe Still. It's coming up next as the retirement clinic continues. Check out the Kowalway.com or call them anytime. Their number, 262-522-4040. We'll be right back. Burden runs off my shoulders. How can I hurt one holding you?
The Retirement Clinic is back. We're running short on time, so the floor is yours. Jeff Powell, <laughs> Joe Still are both in studio. It is time for the sexy segment, Jeff. This, this show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. If you have half a million dollars in your 401k, if you have some other savings, if you have other investments, if you have a home, if you have an inheritance, if you have a judgment or legal settlement, or if you're going through a divorce and you have over a million dollars, this segment is for you. This is a money watch market watch article. Uh, I'm already feeling guilty. My uncle is leaving me a large inheritance, but excluding my siblings. Should I give them money every year or set up a trust? Ooh. I'd like to avoid taxes. So, you know, the, the, the question is, if there's a large inheritance, how generous does he have to be? And the, the question is, I, I am soon to inherit a sizable amount of money from an uncle with whom no one in the family spent time with or would speak to except for me. While it's a bit grotesque to think about the money I'll get while somebody's on their deathbed, this is a large enough sum that I need to plan for how I will, how I will save in investments. Invest it. Two siblings, not included. My uncle pa- uh, passes. When he, when my uncle passes, I inherit the money. I want to share the love with my siblings. What's the best way to do it? And the the answer goes: You're a good sister. I appreciate your thoughtfulness and your planning ahead. In the meantime, this I think is a key. Don't make any promises to your siblings or yourself. So if you want to give them money, that's great. You might find out the inheritance isn't as big as you thought it might be. So don't make any promises. I think that that's good advice. Another thing is that um, their sisters are left out in the cold. Don't feel feel guilty about giving it away, too. Um, You don't want to be lording over them. You can... There are a couple things that you can do. First of all, you have a lifetime exemption for federal estate taxes of $12 million. That's $24 million. So you're not going to be taxed on it. So you're going to be okay with this. And then you can give it away as well. Uh, Trust can be a way to do it if you want to try and control your uh, siblings with a trust. That's a way to go. Another way is what they say here. And I think this is a good way to go. Start low, go slow. It says in 2022, the annual gift tax exemption is $16,000, up from $15,000. You can double it if you have a spouse. So you can give $32,000 to each one of your siblings. I think that this is a, a great way to do it. Also, you may want to set up a trust, uh, work with an attorney on that. Um, but again, don't overpromise. Don't say that you're going to give because you may find out that you're not getting as much money as you thought you might be getting. Oh, that! What was the line you said? Start slow, go slow, or start. Yeah, start low, go slow. Oh, that's good. So, yes, you know, you could give sixteen thousand. It's a you don't have nobody has to report on income taxes. They don't have to report it. You don't have to report it. And you also have a lifetime exemption of twelve million too. So that's not too bad either. Good stuff, Jeff. As always, the retirement clinic with Joe Still and Jeff Kowal. We'll be right back. We're going to wrap up the retirement clinic, the Coal Investment Group in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, in Racine. Daily market updates. Jeff Kowal, what a great show. This was a lot of fun. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Um, best to everyone. And, and yes, 
uh, Mother's Day tomorrow. Have a great Mother's Day. We want to thank Joe still for being here today. Joe, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Paul. And again, happy Mother's Day to all those mothers out there. TheCowalWay.com. Check out Jeff's website for the Kowal Investment Group, The Retirement Specialist, or call 262-522-4040. We're back next week.